Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. So there's an A major chord progression, an A major chord is being played, but yet I'm soloing minor pentatonic over the top, and it sounds pretty good, okay? So this is a really great concept for you to understand, but I want to make it even easier for you by showing you this. If I was to play A minor pentatonic, it looks like this. If I was to play A major pentatonic, which you have already learned, you play that by going down one, two, three frets and playing the exact same shape. So the A major pentatonic is sitting right here, first position. The A minor pentatonic is sitting right here, first position, and they are the same shape. Okay, so the cool thing about this is, is if you've already learned all of your positions in A major pentatonic, they're the same positions in A minor pentatonic, they're just in a different place on the guitar, right? Because in A minor pentatonic, your first position would be here on five and eight, which means your second position is gonna be on eight and 10. Your first, third position is gonna be on 10 and 12. Your fourth position is gonna be 12 and 15. Uh, fifth position is gonna be 15 and 17. But they connect together the exact same way. Now the question is, well, why does that work? I mean, there's all kinds of questions when you get to this point, but how does that work? Well, if you think about it, in your music theory, you learned that A minor and C major are the same thing. C major has no sharps and flats. A minor has no sharps and flats. Well, as we're learning these pentatonic things, we're learning that if we start on our pinky over on this side, we're playing major pentatonic. If we start with the first finger and play the exact same shape, we're playing minor pentatonic. Well, think about it. A minor pentatonic is the same as C major pentatonic. C major and A minor are the same thing. Pretty cool, huh? So you can actually see your relative major and minor on your guitar. A major pentatonic is right here. Well, A minor is right, or excuse me, F sharp minor is right there. A minor, A major, sorry and F sharp minor are relative major and minor. Okay, so if you wanted to play an F sharp minor, you'd move down to F sharp. If you wanted to play an A major, you'd play the exact same thing, but you would emphasize A. So sometimes these concepts take just a little bit of absorption to understand, because it can get a little confusing, and that's where you need to stop and go, okay, hold on a second here. Explain this to me, right? So the kind of the, the hierarchy of understanding here, um, this whole thing is that we're in a major key, right? For instance, we're in C major, which has no sharps and no flats. And in this key, we get X amount of notes. 
and we get these chords, one, four, five are major and two, three, six are minor, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Okay. And then we learn that there's actually a minor scale that can come from that major by emphasizing the sixth chord instead of the first chord in the key. So we learn that major and minor aren't different keys. They're actually the same key. You're just emphasizing a different note or a different chord. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Then we take that and we apply it to the fretboard by going, okay, let's learn pentatonic by removing two of those seven notes so it becomes a bit more generic, a bit more useful in the real world when we're not exactly sure of everything that we're doing. This palette, this scale, this pentatonic is a very functional, real scale that we can play. We've got a major pentatonic. We've got a minor pentatonic. But if we come all the way back to the theory that, that you, you might know, A minor pentatonic and C major pentatonic are the same scale. Therefore, they're going to play the same notes. A major pentatonic and F sharp minor pentatonic are the same scale. So they're going to play the same notes. But the cool thing above and beyond that is you can actually see how they look the same on your fretboard. If you want C minor pentatonic, you put your first finger on C, play that scale. If you want C major pentatonic, you move down three frets, put your pinky on C, play the exact same shape that the minor was, but three frets lower. Now you've got your major. Okay. So again, I know it's a lot to, to absorb, but that's what you need to start learning. So don't rush. Make sure that you get your major pentatonic scale. You know, you understand how to apply that to your fretboard. You don't have any confusion as to what it is. How it works in the real world is a whole nother conversation to have. Okay. But the first thing I want you to do is just understand how it applies to your fretboard, how you went from major to, or, or excuse me, diatonic to pentatonic by removing a couple of notes and how you applied that to your fretboard. And now we've got minor pentatonic, which was minor, but we removed a couple of notes. Okay. And how that and major visually look the same. They're just in two different positions on the fretboard. So let me ask you this. If you wanted to play in D minor pentatonic, where would you put your first finger? If you wanted to play D minor pentatonic, you go up to the 10th fret, which is D, you put your first finger there and you'd play this shape. And then your second position and third position and so on would connect from there. If you wanted to play in B major pentatonic, where would you put your pinky? B major pentatonic, you'd put it on the seventh fret. Now why? Because as humans, our brain wants to see the root on the sixth string and then build from there. And then we can expand into the other positions from there, but it's much easier for us to visualize if somebody says B banana, we want to see the seventh fret. 
of the sixth string. If somebody says F, we want to see the first fret. It makes sense for our brain. Instead of going to the second string and then trying to build something off the second string, well, we want to see an entire palette across all six strings. We want to see a position, a shape across all six strings. So we use that sixth string as a place, as a guide for us to start from. Okay? Just like we talked about before, C major, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, exists all over the fretboard. But the eyes, the, the, the brain tends to gravitate to starting on the eighth fret of the sixth string in some capacity, whether it's here, or here, or here, okay? But our brain tends to want to gravitate to that because we can see the C on the sixth string. It's a nice place to start from, you see? That doesn't mean you can't play in other places. You can go wherever you want as long as you understand how the positions connect together. So that's the big picture here is that when you want a major pentatonic, it's everywhere. But a nice place to start from is this position right here with your pinky. If you wanted a minor, it's the same shape, but you start with your first finger on the fifth fret and play it here. Then all the, the positions connect from there. So if that's confusing, this is a great place to just take a pause, ask some questions, um, get some answers. Um, take a step back. If you're moving too fast through all of this stuff, it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna go. Oh my gosh, what's what's happening here? Okay, so we've got lots of different scales that we're talking about and how we visualize them, how they're related to each other, and how we see them on the fretboard, how they connect together, the positions connect together. It's a lot of stuff. And if you're moving too quick through all of them, it can kind of blur into one thing, which is where the con confusion can happen. So. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. Hi, Steve Stein from Guitar Zoom here. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, what we're going to be talking about today are five basic essential guitar licks that you should start trying to use. You've developed so many wonderful techniques and visualization of your fretboard and all these different things that we can use in our playing, what I want you to do is to start trying to focus on playing some guitar licks. Now, guitar licks are really just combinations of all kinds of different things that we've done before, and there's lots of different things that you can do, but I'm going to show you five of them, okay? So the first one we're going to do here is this one. Now this one starts off with a wonderful bend. It's a second string eighth fret bend, which actually bends to the root, which if we're in the key of A, you're bending to this note right here, which is A. So it's a great way to start a bend. So I'm starting off doing this bend. If you can add vibrato to it, that's wonderful. So I'm bending it up. Then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna continue on with a descension through the pentatonic. So I'm playing five, eight, five. Then I'm going to head to that 7th fret, do another bend. And this time I'm going to bend it up and bring it back down. So I have... Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, 
and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to guitarzoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at guitarzoom.com.